Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We're over halfway through our Christmas story this morning. And what a privilege it has been to sit back and hear children share the beautiful story of Christmas with us about our Savior coming to earth. And as I've been listening, two things have become very clear to me. One, these children really know the Christmas story. And two, they don't want any part of it to be changed. They don't want Jasper and Margaret. They know it was Joseph and Mary. They don't want baby Jesus wrapped in twinkling lights or put in a car seat. They know he was wrapped in cloths and placed in a manger. They don't want bankers living out in a field nearby. They know it was shepherds. And they certainly don't want an angel delivering terrible news because they know it was news of great joy. Yes, these children know the Christmas story and they want to make sure that everyone else has it right. But why are they so adamant? I mean, what's the big deal? People change stories all the time. It keeps things interesting. Especially something like the Christmas story. We hear it every year. It's always the same. Would it really be that bad just to change it up a little? I think every child here today will tell you, yes, it would be bad. Don't change the story. Why not? 2 Timothy chapter 3 has the answer. See, here the Apostle Paul was warning young Pastor Timothy about evil men who deceive people with false doctrine and lead them away from God. The verses we're going to read today, we hear Paul's advice for this young pastor. The same advice that these children are following here today as they tell us the Christmas story. Reading from 2 Timothy chapter 3. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. These children are continuing in the Christmas story they have learned. They have been convinced that it is true, not just because they've been taught the story by their parents, Sunday school teachers, and pastor, but because the Holy Spirit has worked faith in their hearts through the Holy Scriptures. They have heard for years the words of the Bible read to them in the Christmas story and been reminded over and over again that Jesus was born as a little baby in Bethlehem. He was laid in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Angels announced his birth with singing because now there would be peace on earth between God and man. Shepherds left their flocks to come see the little baby who would one day save them from all their sins. They're not a fairy tale. They're true. And the children know it. They've been convinced of it by the Holy Spirit, working through the Word of God. And that's why every one of them this morning will tell you, don't change the story. It's the story about my Savior. It's true because God wrote it. 
And those children are not the only one who have been convinced of this truth. See, the Holy Spirit has worked through that same Word of God to create faith in our hearts and to convince us of the truth. And the truth is, we're all sinners. Every person in this room is a sinner. We have failed to keep God's perfect standards. See, God is holy, completely without sin, and we are not. A quick comparison of our thoughts, words, and actions with God's word makes it very clear that we're a long ways off from his standard. We have sinned every day of our lives. No matter how good a person we've tried to be, we haven't been perfect. Left to ourselves, our sins have separated us from God. They're like a chasm between us that we cannot cross. But that is what is so joyful about the Christmas story. We could not go to God, so God came to us. He was born as a little baby. Baby Jesus, laid in a manger. He didn't stay a baby, he grew into a man who lived a perfect life in our place, covered us with a perfection that we could not obtain on our own. Jesus didn't just humble himself to be wrapped in cloth. He humbled himself to take our sins and wrap them around himself so that he could take them to the cross and destroy them. And Jesus didn't just suffer the humiliation of being placed in a manger. He willingly suffered the humiliation of being nailed to a cross. He suffered hell. He suffered death in our place so that we can enjoy a heavenly home that we don't deserve. That's the story of Christmas. That's why Jesus came. And it's a joyful story, not just because it fills us with warm, fuzzy feelings, but because the Christmas story is a story about salvation. God saving us. We learn all of this from the Bible. It is the tool that the Holy Spirit has used to convince us, just like he's convinced these children. Created faith in our hearts. Faith in Jesus Christ. That he really did come to save us. That's what these children know. That's what they've been telling us here today. Because they want everyone to be able to experience the true joy of Christmas. And they can't experience that if the story gets changed. The story doesn't need to be changed. Because the events are already too wonderful to be improved. God came to save us. That's the joy that these children want us to know. And so they've been telling us the story of Christmas. And we've been privileged to be able to enjoy it so far. But let's not be content to just enjoy the story. See, this Christmas story is too good for us to keep to ourselves. And these children are not the only ones who can tell it. 
See, we've been convinced that it is true. The Holy Spirit is at work in our hearts too. And he wants us to share it. See, every one of us can think of at least one person, probably more than one person, who needs to hear this Christmas story. They have no joy at Christmas or at all in their lives because they've been listening to the wrong stories. Stories like money, success, pleasure, recognition, popularity. These stories sound so good at first, but in the end, they don't give any joy. In fact, they don't give anything. They only take. These people are worn out from hearing these stories, these lies of sin and Satan. Their souls are screaming out, tell me the story of Christmas. So let's tell them. Let's tell them about a God who loved us when we were his enemies. Let's tell them about Jesus, our Savior, who willingly became a human baby so that he could willingly go to the cross and die for our sins. Let's tell them about how we deserve hell but have been given heaven. Let's tell them about our Savior, about their Savior. Let's tell them the story of Christmas. See, we don't have to be master orators. We don't have to be professional storytellers. Remember, the Christmas story is one that even children can tell because it's the Holy Spirit who does the convincing. We don't have to create faith in people's hearts. In fact, we can't do it. God alone can convince people that the Christmas story is true. And he does it every day by working through the word of God. See, we don't have to convince anyone on our own. Every one of us can tell the Christmas story. Every one of us can hand out an invitation to Christmas Eve service. Just give the Holy Spirit the opportunities to work. He will create the faith. We just need to tell. So let's tell them what we know. That God came to save us. That he has clothed us in holiness and perfection that we could not obtain on our own. He's forgiven all our sins. He's our Savior. So children, please continue to tell us this story of Christmas so we can enjoy it and so we can tell it to others. Amen.